Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Financial Testimony. Today we're going to be talking about Trevor Milton and Nicola and the three charges that are currently pending against him. So Hayden, to start it off, what's your opinion on this whole Trevor Milton situation we've got going on? Trevor Milton's a funny guy. Like A funny guy, that's how you describe him, huh? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I, I would say... Um, I would, modern modern day Elizabeth Holmes doesn't do justice to Elizabeth Holmes because like she's not old. I'm sorry, she was a lot more. I'm trying to think how to phrase this appropriately. I'm just she was a lot more badass than him in my opinion when it comes to committing fraud on a certain level. And I'm not being a proponent of this, but I think she took it to a new level compared to him. I I do respect like witty criminals. I don't want to promote promote condone it yes however i do like i laugh at it i i think i applaud the ingenuity i've said this before i applaud the ingenuity i don't i don't applaud it i just think it's incredible that it gets past these this many investors that's what shocks me is it gets this far so my favorite thing that's come out of the so three counts of fraud is what he's been charged with um in a grand jury and so, one of, like, the stories that came out of his, like, this fraud, he pretty much lied a bunch of times to get people to invest in his company, and people did. It was, there's a lot of retail trader hype. I know, that's the fun, hot topic everyone likes to throw out, retail traders. Um, that's what your community likes to focus on, Hayden. I'd like to differentiate that. Alrighty, alrighty. <laughs> I, I've been... I've, I've been long on Nicola. I've also been short on Nicola. Uh, um, so I, I don't hold the position anymore. I, I'm done with it. Um, and so one of the best things that has come out of this is during one of the, the demos of the hydrogen truck testing or like demonstration of what the, the hydrogen truck can do, it was plugged in. That, that was like a what? So don't worry, it can travel cross-country as long as there's an outlet right next to it. The truck's fuel cell and hydrogen gas tank hadn't even been installed prior to the company's public demonstration. The gearbox had never been assembled and, in fact, the company was still waiting on the gearbox parts to arrive. (laughs) So it was plugged in during the demo. And, like... It, it, yeah, sure. It is an electric vehicle. Yeah, good good job. Yeah, plugged into an outlet. <laughs> but he was convincing everyone that they had a hydrogen fuel cell truck that was able to go X amount of miles. I remember it was called the Badger. And it was just like huge hype about it. It came out afterwards that it was plugged in during the, during the time. And because it was, like, this hot new thing, electric vehicles, we've talked about it before, mm-hmm. it's the sensation. Everyone wants to hop in on, invest, make some money, hop make out. Make it the future, you know? Absolutely. It comes out that it's kind of all just smoke and mirrors. That uh, everything that he said, nothing that they've done has been there at all. Yeah, and what actually prompted it, funny enough, right? This is when you know it's really going to be fraud, Right. When the company that enters a partnership is like, I want out, I want out. Now that I'm in and I can see the patents, I want out. So, and that's funny, right? Because that's what really happened with Theranos too, um, Elizabeth Holmes' company. 
was that she didn't really have a patent. So, or she had a patent. She didn't have a product. But she had no prototype, really, yeah. that was feasible. So, I think what's funny is, so we know that General Motors entered into a partnership with Nikola. I forgot about this. Yes. I remember so, this. this is what actually initiated the SEC to investigate because a lot of the records of the R&D weren't public. Yep. So what happened was once GM entered a tech-sharing partnership with Nikola, shortly thereafter, General Motors came out and said that accused the company of being an intricate fraud built on dozens of lies, quote-unquote. And that's what actually prompted the SEC to investigate was that, I mean, because once you're into a tech partnership, right, that's where you start getting access to private documents. And the fact that a partner with them goes and finally gets access to the private documents, to the R&D, they're like, I want out. This is all fraud after they basically had billions invested from multiple different investors. Yeah, um, I, I forgot about it when we were discussing it right now, but I, I remember when it was happening, like... There was this huge deal. Jim bought like eight to eleven percent stake in the company. The stock went up. That's why I was like, this was on my radar at the time. I I wasn't following it. I was not invested in it at the time. And then I put money into it afterwards. And then Jim was like, yo, they don't have the tech. And I was like, get out, get out, get out, get out. Put the sellers in. And that was just like, he duped them. And I I forget how much money Trevor Milton has walked away with. He is currently a billionaire. Um, mm-hmm. he had sold his stake in the company or I like mean, his bail was literally hundred million. But what's funny is that he secured it. Um, and he used two of his homes in Utah, right? Two, not one, two, two, two that were valued at 40 million, which means that he probably only paid out 20 million of his bail, which is yeah. interesting, right? That he had to secure it with physical assets. So he, it's obviously not liquid. The money that he does have, maybe net worth wise, but the fact that he had to use two of his own personal properties as a, um, a secured collateral to that bail, interesting. Yeah, that it's a topic for another time where I like think about they don't have the money; it's just the net worth. Uh huh. Funny how that works. Yeah, topic for another time. Um, but it's a Trevor Milton, funny dude. Um, yeah, again, like, funny is so, not what I would use to describe him, it, but uh-huh. It's not the word everyone would, uh, a majority of people would use to describe him. His story's kind of, like, it's funny. It's it's interesting. Um, I would say I don't care for him. I, I think uh, the people who actually suffered from this, I want them to get a little payback revenge. Um, I've heard stories about how a couple of years ago, a startup founder had duped an investor out of getting money and it came out that six years later that founder was getting arrested and indicted on three counts of fraud and then they brought up that it was trevor milton and the investor like six years ago that it had a happened where he was like duped out of money was like a grandfather like an old dude it was like a, i did not know the story it's a, it's a really small niche story I, I found on twitter and i was like oh this is this is kind of cool i like like maybe poor choice of words. Trevor Milton. Yeah, the wow. Trevor Milton had like screwed over some gentleman out of it was a hundred k at the time. But still, that's a lot for. Yeah, it was like a private investment. Like yeah. yeah, 
I'm on startup Twitter. As one of the dudes who was like, my grandfather invested in a startup. I would say I don't like I don't like the dude. I I don't want him to get away free. I kind of want all the money that he like kind of stole from out from underneath everybody to somehow go back to them. But it's also like, how do you direct it? Thing that's interesting about this with Nicola, right? And then we had Theranos beforehand, and you see people invest in startups and then lose their money. And I mean, that's part of the risk, right? You yeah, take absolutely. Investing in these crazy high growth companies. But I think the bigger question is how do these companies get to a point where they have hundreds of millions, up to billions of dollars invested in their company, even take it public, without anyone? realizing that it's a fraudulent company why does it take us so long i that's a good question i think this is where i value transparency Mm -hmm. um where you do have to show your financials but the thing is how do you validate financials sometimes i i know like you can go to banks and they'll validate what their holdings are at the bank and you can validate the cashier who owes what there but how do you validate everything to every single extent? I think that's where, I think at least maybe our generation, the people that know of these stories, right? Yeah. Even older individuals that know of these stories, that that's where it comes from experience, right? Whether that's direct or indirect, hearing about it or living it, it's understanding that all of these tech companies that you're like, oh, I gotta jump on this now. Like, I gotta be the first mover. I gotta be the first investor. I gotta get that freaking, I don't know, thousand percent return. Like, the how the VC industry is structured. But I think that something I've learned just seeing these stories and hearing the stories of people that have lost their savings to things like this is that you wanna see your prototype, right? Oh, absolutely. And you want not just a patent, you wanna see a prototype and see how something actually functions. Clearly, I think that people should have noticed that uh, the Nikola vehicles were plugged in. They were discreet about it from what all the records were showing. Well, that's showing. probably one of the reasons he's yeah. <laughs> being indicted on fraud. Yeah. But mainly he's being indicted on securities fraud, which was he was giving out false information about the company to bolster the stock price. Um, but I think that that's something in a VC stage prior to going public and all of that, um, in a VC stage, you really want to see what the prototype is and how it functions before you pour money into it so that it doesn't end up where it's on a public stock exchange and you have thousands and thousands, hundreds of millions of individuals getting sucked in by public information, quote unquote, that isn't reliable. Yeah. It's, it's weird because I, I think... Before you get go to get money, as, as a company side, I think before I go to get comp- money from a VC, I think I have to at least show something. And I think you, they showed demos like that to people or to companies to get money. They showed like fraudulent demos yeah. or maybe fraudulent paperwork of technology or mm-hmm. their proof of concept on paper, but no actual engine or fuel cell working. And that's the same same thing that happened with Theranos, you know, is that they would take investors that were investing big money into, into the company. They'd take them onto 
um, the campus where they were engineering into the building where they were engineering everything. Yeah. And they would structure it so that the employees were doing things at the perfect time and making it look like it was all functioning correctly. But I think that's where, and it's hard to get that in BC, right? To have some expert engineer in the field. But I think that that's something that is important with Theranos. I remember that there was a Stanford professor that Elizabeth reached out to with the idea. And she was like, Elizabeth, this will never work. This, we're not at the point where this kind of technology would ever work. And so I think one of the things that's so important with stuff like this is staying skeptical, right? Because I'm not, I'm sure as hell not an expert when it comes to all of the technology that's available today. So I feel like one of the biggest things is staying skeptical. So you hear all these different opinions and you want that proof of concept before you're throwing money into something. Yeah. Um, I'm, I would say I'm very skeptical of the individual or like the public having access to technology. Mm -hmm. um, I would say I'm a little bit of a conspiracy theorist when it comes to, yeah, we have the technology to do such and such. We just haven't really implemented it. Yet. I'm less of a conspiracy theorist. I, I know, like, I'm in this room right Elizabeth now. Elizabeth Holmes would have figured it out. That woman is in, I don't want to say evil. She's misunderstood to some extent. <laughs> She's misunderstood. I do, I do. That's an episode for another time. But I do think that, like, there's certain things in our own psyche that kind of got the better of her. But, and I think she really did believe what she was doing. I think she really believed it would work and got in over her head. Story for another time. Okay. But I think that. I'm not, I don't think that we have the technology for certain things. And I think that Elizabeth Holmes, I think she truly believed that she could do it. And she was wicked smart. And that for something like that with the, um, what was it? Taking a tiny, tiny vial of blood, yeah. finger pricking and getting that blood to show, essentially, if you're going to develop cancer, if you're developing cancer, serious medical illnesses. She thought she really could. And I think people that are that wicked smart with that ambition would have succeeded honestly in her case specifically it if it was the case where she, she was there if the science is there i think she scaled too fast i think she she needed a product what about trevor milton though do you think that He's, that's technology that we already have hydrogen fuel cells for a truck for um, a semi truck yeah in like thousands of pounds of cargo across the country not yeah tons um i think I don't know much about hydrogen fuel cell technology. Um, I would say my homeboy, Daddy Elon. Um, uh, my face right now. You guys can see me cringing at this. <laughs> Father of industry himself. So they are working on like Tesla trucks. Like, not, uh, not the Cybertruck, the semi-trucks that you just brought up. Uh, I think... Last year, they had a test, uh, an autopilot test from East Coast to West Coast, and it went all the way through. Of course, someone was there to fuel it up, and someone was like in the, the, the driver's seat but never driving. I think they have the technology, the, the battery power, the strength. I think there's more developments that need to be made to perfect it as, as well. You also need licenses. Yeah. And, and federal approval to have something like that. And the liability issues. Like, if your autopilot truck just plows right through a minivan with a family in it, that's your fault. Like, 
Yeah, you There's can't a really, lot of issues going on there. I don't think you can get a disclaimer for that one, no. to be honest. You're, you can't say that's the driver's fault. No, it, like, if it was an autopilot, and this is testing right now, but if if that's the case, then it, it is your fault. It It's a weird thing. I, I would say, I'd say for a lot of things, we have technology that's kind of, like, near. Of course, it, it comes down to us actually building to use it, or if that makes sense. Like, we casually make the progression of 4G, 5G, whatever generation of uh, technology. We have to build it ourselves to get there, but, like, the science is there. Like, we just need to implement it in our own technology. Even if the science is there, I still think that there will be pushback, especially in the upcoming decades with people that have grown up with technology, because, in my personal opinion, and I don't want technology to evolve as quickly as it has in the past 20 years. Because it, it is frightening to some extent, and I think that there is a consensus among a majority of the population that does live in somewhat of fear, not everyday fear, but random thought fear, of how much technology grows at an exponential rate. And so I think there is some pushback on that, and especially when it comes to <laughs> environmental friendliness as well, because that is something that is a big concern for a lot of companies nowadays and a lot of individual consumers is how it impacts the environment. And we think right now, you know, EV is so great, but more studies come out about mining lithium and what that does to pollute soil, pollute water. So I think that there'll be pushback from two sides, one fear and how quickly technology can grow and the implications of that on everyday life. <laughs> and two, the environmental side of it, which I don't think we have all the information, but information is slowly coming out about how it does cause pollution as well, aside from mining oil and gas, the also mining lithium, what it does. My closing thoughts on this are Trevor Milton, bad guy. Technology, if it's in terms of investing in it, Needs I need to be to... regulated, pro-law, let's go. <laughs> I feel like if it's, like, investing in technology, you need to have some sort of substance or or history of, like, you need to have evidence before you do anything. And I know the whole deal about Trevor Milton is that he tricked people, and he convinced people that he did have the technology. That's very unfortunate. Moving forward into electric vehicles and green movements looking forward, I would say... Long term, I think EVs are, are going to be helpful. I think in a non-cringy way, as Elon had put it, Tesla was here is here to transition us to be more electric instead of, mm -hmm. instead of being gas-dependent, oil-dependent. Yeah, and I think my closing remarks are, that's, I think it's all a good thing, but I think that the pace at which we're doing it right now is too quick. And I think we do need more information. One, about the implications it has on humanity and everyday life function, because it could change that dramatically and whether or not people are comfortable with that yet. And two, the environmental implications, because I think that there's more that we can learn on that hand as well. And so with that, we are going to sign off for today. Thank you all for listening in. Feel free to drop any comments or share, and we will see you next week. Take care.